Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shadow Self, the podcast, episode two. In our previous podcast, I introduced you to me. Uh, Again, my name is Tim Bearden, and I'm the host of Shadow Self. I'm a five on the Enneagram, and I'm also an Enneagram coach. This podcast can also be found on Spotify, iTunes, our website, and we're working on getting inside the Google Play Store. This week, we're going to be focusing a lot on relationships. Because one thing the Enneagram can really do well is not just help you get to know yourself, but help you get to know other people and how they work, especially if you go into the deep dive of coaching. Because within my method, I take you not only on the surface level of what your type is, but if you choose to go this far, we'll dig all the way down into your tri-type. And at that point, you touch almost every number on the Enneagram in some way, shape, or form which means you'll have to understand that number in some way, shape, or form, giving you more insight into how other people are. Uh, I recently had a conversation about this with a friend the other day, telling them, yeah, if you really get into the Enneagram, you don't just know you, but you can know other people based on your knowledge of how those numbers operate and what their core motivations are. And he looked at me dead in the eye. And said, I don't know if I want to do that. Okay. I asked him, why not? Because he feels that he would use it to manipulate people. Not that that would be true of the guy. But in his mind, you can use that for evil purposes. You can use it to manipulate people. You can use it to get what you want. Or to play on their insecurities because you'd know them. You'd know how they were insecure, what their fears were. It makes perfect sense. But to that end, it could also be used in conflict situations or in co-worker situations or familial situations, romantic situations, that's not necessarily trying to get you to do what you want, what you want them to do, but it's more understanding how they communicate with you. And that's really what we want to get to when we're talking about understanding other people with the Enneagram. We don't want to pull the wool over their eyes. We don't want to be able to kind of carve a path into their canyon what we would rather do is understand how they can, uh, they're talking to us and how we can relate to them. So like I already mentioned a couple of relationship types, but let's go through the list. We have coworkers, employees, bosses, clients, familial, parental, platonic, romantic, and the list goes on and on and on. Now, at that point, you understand that there's a lot of different people there. So there's a lot of different personalities that you're going to have to interact with at any given time. Now, wing yourself is half the battle. You can understand how you communicate. You can understand your blind spots. You can understand where those are going. But that's really short-sighted. And I say that not to say... Oh, well, you're not really just digging deep enough. I say that in 
a way that means you're seeing half of the picture. Because in any kind of communication, it's all two-way. If it's healthy communication, it's two-way. So at that point, you're always able... Let me take that back a step. When you're communicating well, you guys are usually on the same page. You know exactly what they're saying. You know how they're saying it. And this is most common when you're in person with them because you're not just picking up on what they're telling you. You're picking up on their body language, their facial expressions. So you totally understand where they're coming from. Where a lot of our conflict is coming in now in the 21st century is over the internet and over text message and over these ways of sending letters that honestly we sent years upon years ago, but now it's more of an instant thing. So instead of taking the time and writing out our thoughts and really making sure that we express everything in a healthy way, we're able to do knee-jerk reactions just the same as we would be able to do in person. And without the body language and without those facial expressions, that makes it a lot harder. So understanding how a type will communicate, if it's going to be brief, if they're going to use certain words, if they're going to say it in a certain way, that will help you a long way from committing what Beth McCord calls a suicide. And a suicide is assuming what the other person meant before giving them a chance to explain it or assuming what they intended. We all do it. I do it. And it's not that we want to do it on purpose, but our emotions take over. And that's very typical of most of us, even for the fives who we do not want to admit we have, have emotions or that we express them, but we do just the same as everybody else. We just may not do it in the most overt of ways sometimes. So knowing that about me, that I'm not going to always admit that I'm having an emotion. I may think that I'm just firm, direct, but it was pointed out to me that I do tend to come off as angry when I feel like I'm just being firm and direct and just wanting to get to the point. It rubs the other person the wrong way. And that was a blind spot for me. And we all have them. We all know about the stress and growth paths, but there's one path called the blind spot path. And this is something that we only do around people that we're really comfortable with. Sometimes we know what we do and we do it anyway, or sometimes we're completely oblivious or we don't want to admit it to ourselves. And it's in those cases that it can be really dangerous and it can be destructive to that relationship if we don't realize what our blind spot is. And here at Shadow Mind, that's really what we focus on. We want to help you get to those blind spots. We want to help you make them clearer. How can we do that? Well, first we work with you. And at that point, we understand your number, we understand your wings, we understand all four paths, which are stress, blind spot, growth, and convergence. And think of the convergence path as taking that stress number. For me, it would be a seven. And I would pull the healthy parts of the seven instead of the unhealthy parts of the seven. So moving it from a stress piece in my life, which it still will be. And that's not saying it'll never be. Not to say that it'll never go back to the stress point, because it can't. But with the Enneagram, you're able to recognize those stress points a lot faster and correct them 
almost in real time. But in understanding yourself, you also have to understand how others communicate. So you'll have four numbers right off the top. You'll have your main number, and you'll have your two wings. And most of the time, you're going to understand kind of where you go under stress. You may not know the number of it, but you know how you act under stress. Because that's what most of us pay attention to. Take an empath, for example. An empath is someone who can read each other, read someone else's feelings. Not just understand them from an observation standpoint, but they feel them. If you're happy, they feel happy. If you're sad, they feel sad. But negative emotions are stronger than positive ones. Think about Ghostbusters 2. The big pink slime river at the bottom of New York. It took all of the New Yorkers' negative emotions. Now, New Yorkers don't just have negative emotions. They have positive ones, too. And as you saw in the film, and spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, they do make that point at the very end when everyone comes together, they can turn that slime into positive slime. But the reason why it isn't to begin with is because negative emotions outweigh positive ones. So it was more of an empathic river where it's pulling all the negative. It's an empathic slime. So at the end, when they're singing feel-good songs and they get the New York police department and the entire city on their side, once again, they're able to combat the negative emotions and overcome it with positive. But it takes more positive emotions to overcome negative ones. And when those negative sides come out of us, it's more noticeable to us. Say you're a parent and you have a little kid that always wants to get in the candy jar. You turn your back for a few seconds and then their face is covered in chocolate. You're going to negatively react to that. Maybe you're going to yell if you're a spanker. Maybe you're going to spank the child. Maybe you'll throw it on timeout, ground it. But a lot of times, if you go overboard, you feel guilty about it. And you're like, why did I do that? Like, that wasn't a big deal. That was actually kind of funny. And that's because they hit a spot in you where it activated that blind spot. Because it's a really close relationship. So knowing that about yourself, you can create Knowing that about yourself, you can correct how you handle that type of situation in the future. You're not going to be perfect at it every time. Heck, I don't know that anyone that would be, other than Jesus Christ himself, probably. But you can make it a more manage manageable situation. And knowing your type also knows how you react to certain things. You understand your activation points. You understand what things bother you. Pet peeves, for example. A lot of people, when they're talking to us, they don't always know what those are, especially if they're not someone that we interact with on a daily basis, like coworkers. Not every coworker you're going to interact with on a daily basis unless you work for a really, really small company. So at that point, it's going to be very easy to mis misinterpret what someone else is going to be trying to ask of you and how they ask it. If you understand the Enneagram, and you understand how the numbers work, you can take a step back and go, were they really trying to communicate that with me, or was I interpreting it from my point of view? How do they communicate? Are they communicating from this number? Okay, if they're communicating from this number, how can I communicate with them in a way so they understand that it bothered me, but also in a way that's not going to put them on the defensive?
Again, we're removing the assume aside from the situation. Romantic relationships is another big one. I'll probably talk about different relationships that I've had. One is with a type three. I won't say who she is. It's not important. But she's a very unhealthy type three. And we had conflicts after conflicts after conflicts. And I really couldn't figure it out right away. And being a five, it bothered me. It bothered me. I don't understand why she's communicating in this fashion. I don't understand what she's trying to say. And then when I started learning the Enneagram and more about myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I could have approached that better. Oh, yeah, I can come off as detached. Yeah, oh, yeah, intellectually arrogant. Ugh, I don't like it, but yeah, I can come off as condescending. So I make up for what I can do. And I change what I can change about me. But you can't change another person, right? The only they can change themselves if they want to change. That's the kicker that a lot of us don't understand. Or maybe we do, we just don't want to accept it. We can't change anyone unless that person wants to change. People are capable of change. We all are. It's called growth. We understand things as we get older, we get wiser, we have more experiences. So people can change, but they have to want to. They have to want to grow and not just think and think they're okay where they're at and stagnate. And that's where this person had gotten, and they're still there. We had an interaction not too long ago, and that's where it finally dawned on me. They're always expressing what they do. They're expressing how they want to have it done. They're expressing how important they think they are. And it's one of those where now that I understand where that person is coming from, I can relate to them better. Because a three ultimately wants to hear you're doing a good job. That's why they take on those narcissistic traits and they really want you to know how good they are. I mean, we saw that in the presidential election no more than a little, a little more than a week ago. And we've seen it the past four years. And not to knock Trump, I don't care if you like him or you hate him. What he comes across as is trying to make himself come off as important. And that job is really stressful. And if you don't have really a lot of self-confidence to begin with, you're going to exude self-confidence. You're going to make people think that you know what you're doing. And a three is a master at that. Not to say they actually know what they're doing, but they say it loud enough and they say it long enough and they do it in a way to make themselves sound important. And some people believe it, some people don't, but that's how they communicate, especially at the unhealthier levels. I have another client who's going through some relationship issues right now and she's noticing a lot of her blind spots. And we had a very good session the other day but I can tell you right now, when you don't see these blind spots or kind of how you act in conflict or what you did to maybe cause the conflict or if not cause it, but can allow it to continue, that's going to be kind of devastating the first time you hear it. You might even go as far as to deny that it's even happening. But it, with Enneagram coaching, it's a much safer place to understand that because while we're not therapists. We're not licensed counselors. We can't 
give that kind of advice. We cannot diagnose you. We can't refer you to psychiatrists. What we can do is lead you to where you need to go. We can lead you through those conversations. We can lead you through those blind spots. We do it through our own personal experiences. We do it through the different teachers we've learned from over the years. And we also do it through books. And one book that I found very helpful is The Peacemaker. It has really opened my eyes to how conflict should be resolved. So I highly recommend that for anyone out there who's listening. I'm sure you can find it still on Amazon. I have a digital copy myself. While we're on the topic of conflict, I wanted to let everyone know that next week, we're going to go more in-depth into the relationship styles of the different types. We're going to start with the heart triad. And the heart triad, and in the heart triad, what their biggest emotional struggle is, is shame. And so when you're dealing with two, threes, and fours, you really need to understand they have a common desire to have a significant identity in their own way. Fours want to be unique. Threes want to stand out. Twos want to be known for helping others. Once we understand how each of these three types relate to us and how they work when they're healthy and when they're not healthy, when they're under stress or when they're in the, on the path of convergence, we want to be able to recognize that in these types because they need to know that what they're doing is being noticed. So we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. As we close out today, I just want to give a shout to all of my current clients. I want to say thank you so much. And all of my current listeners out there, I want to say thank you for joining me along this journey. We'll get into depth of relationships and blindsides and everything else the longer we go throughout this podcast. But as we start, I just want to give a very high-level overview for everyone. Because once we get down into the weeds, it's going to be hard forever for you to get out. That's all we have for you this week. I just want to say thank you again to everyone who's listening. And if you want to reach out, you can email me at tim at yourshadowmind.com. You can find us at www.yourshadowmind.com or on Facebook at Your Shadow Mind. And that's it for this week, everyone. Tune in next week and we'll give a high-level overview of each number in the heart triad and how they work within conflict. You have been listening to Shadow Self, the podcast. I've been your host, Tim Bearden, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. And if anyone wants to sign up for a free consultation, please visit our website at www.yourshadowmind.com. Have a great week, everyone.